Notice here this morning in Mark chapter number 9, I believe it's one of the boldest messages that Christ ever preached here uh, on this earth. Uh, Notice here He did not give a suggestion of what to do, uh, but He told you what to do if thy hand offend thee. He didn't say you ought to cut it off, but He said to cut it off. Uh, He said if thy foot offend thee, He didn't say you might order to cut it off, but He told us to cut it off. And He said if your eye offend thee, He said to pluck it out. He said for it is better to go into uh, the kingdom of God with one eye uh, than to have two eyes cast into the hell, uh, the hell fire. Uh, notice here in this message this morning I want to preach on just a simple subject. Uh, there's no party in hell. I've heard a lot of people, a lot of people my age, a lot of people growing up uh, say when we get to hell we're going to party. Uh, we're going to listen to ACDC. Uh, we're going to listen to Highway to Hell. Uh, we're going to drink all the booze, all the liquor, smoke all the dope. Uh, but I want to say this morning that you'll not be partying in the lake of fire, but you'll be burning for all of eternity. Notice here just in these six verses of Scripture that we read this morning that Jesus, God Almighty, God Himself wrapped in flesh, preached a message, used six verses, and He announced that word hell three times, and the word fires mentioned six times just in these six verses. I want to say this morning that hell's a real place for a real people and real people will burn in a lake of fire uh, for all of eternity. Uh, What is eternity? Forever and forever without no end. Uh, There'll be no cure for a man when he dies and goes to hell. Uh, There'll be no help for him. There'll be no hope for him. Uh, There'll be no love left for that man. Uh, There'll be no chance for him to ever get saved by God's amazing grace uh, when he dies and goes to hell. Uh, The Bible said that it is appointed that a man wants to die and after this the judgment I've got it a day of my appointment that I was born here in this earth. It was September uh, the 13th, 1991. Uh, but there's another appointment to David Anderson that I'm not sure uh, when that day's going to be. Uh, but on my tombstone, when they bury me, uh, they'll place that tombstone over my grave and they'll have a birth date and they'll have a death date. And that's death date I don't know and you don't know either. Uh, but I know that it is appointed unto man wants to die. Uh, you say, well, will we live after death? Uh, well, Job had the marvelous answer himself. In Job chapter number 14, verse 14, uh, Job said, if a man die, uh, shall he live again? Uh, well, the Bible says in Hebrews that it is appointed unto man once to die. Uh, but it says, but after this, after this, the judgment. All of us in here, we're living but we're going to die and we're going to be buried and we're going to keep on living for all of eternity. This body's going to die. They're going to bury this body, but the soul will live for eternity, either one or two places in heaven or in hell. But notice here that Jesus preached and this message in these just six verses, He's mentioned hell three times and He's mentioned fire six times. We can see in the Bible the first time that hell's mentioned in the New Testament was on the Sermon of the Mount in Matthew chapter number 5 verse number 22 and it fell from the lips of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, thou, he said but whosoever shall say thou fool, 
shall be in danger of hell fire. But we know this morning just briefly that Jesus, when He spoke of hell, He mentioned the fire that was in hell. Notice here this morning that hell's not just a place of outer darkness. Hell's just not a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. But it is a place of literal fire, of burning in the flame. But the rich man said in Luke chapter 16, he said, I'm tormented in this flame. Every inch of his body, every, every source of his body was burning in a lake of fire. But notice here that Jesus told about a place called hell. He told the truth about a place called hell. And notice here this morning, the King James Bible mentions that word hell in 54 verses of the Bible that you hold in your hand this morning. If it's a King James Bible, the NIV only mentions it 13 times. The ESV only mentions it 14 times. The New King James only mentions it 13 times. All of those are false Bibles. I wouldn't blow my nose on any of those Bibles. I'd be too scared I'd catch a rash. But I want to tell you this morning, I hold a true Bible in my hand. The King James Bible. I want to say it's the Bible that Jesus would use. It is the true Word of God. If Jesus mentioned hell in the Word of God, don't you think He'd use the Bible that taught hell most of any other Bible in this world this morning? But notice here this morning, He mentioned hell three times. He mentioned fire six times. And He said that it was a fire that never shall be quenched. He said, where the worm dieth not, your soul's never going to die. He said, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. I want to look this morning at just at a few things about this word called hell. First of all, we must look at the place of hell, at the place of hell. It is a literal place for literal people to burn, not just for a little while, but for all of eternity. Notice here in this place, we can see that it is told in verse number 43 of a place called hell. But we can see where was hell created in the Word of God. We can see that it's not never mentioned in your Bible where God created a hell. We can see the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. We can see in verse 1 of chapter 1 of your Bible in Genesis it does never say that God created a literal hell. But I want to say this morning why what God has no need of, He does not create. In Genesis chapter 1, He had no need of a place called hell because this world was perfect. Sin was not in this world. But I want to tell you this morning, I believe that God created hell as soon as Lucifer failed God. And that is the devil. As soon as pride got in the heart of Lucifer and he said, I will descend higher than the heavens. We can see that God cast Lucifer out of heaven and the angels that followed Lucifer and that was when hell was created I want to say this morning that hell was created before Adam was created we can see that I believe this morning as when Lucifer fell when Lucifer pride was found in his heart and God cast him out of heaven it's when God created a place called hell we're never told in scripture specifically where it 
is or when God created this place called hell. Uh, but I want to say this morning, uh, we know that why He created a place called hell. Uh, can I say this morning that hell was not created for me and for you? God didn't create hell uh, to throw me into hell. But He created hell for the devil and his angels. Uh, notice here uh, what the Bible tells us in the book of Matthew, uh, chapter number 25. Uh, the Bible tells in verse number 41, it tells us why uh, God created a place called hell. Uh, then shall he say unto also them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil's and his angels. Hell was not created uh, for me and for you this morning. Uh, but can I tell you, church, if you die without Christ, uh, hell will be your home. Uh, hey, you're not going to heaven just by church membership. You're not going to heaven just because you're a deacon. You're not going to heaven just because you're a preacher. Uh, you're going to heaven because you're saved by God's amazing grace. That's the only way a man can get in. That's the only way a man can get saved. It's through the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come unto the Father but by me. If you get into heaven, you'll have to go through the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone. Your goodness won't get you to heaven. The Bible says there's none good. None, not one. A good heart won't get you to heaven. You cannot do nothing in this life by your own self to get you to heaven. But it's only by the grace of God that we notice here that we see the purpose of hell. It was purpose for the devil and his angels that the Bible tells us this morning in, in 2 Peter chapter number 3 verse 8 that the Bible said the Lord is not slacking uh, not slacking concerning his promise as some men count slackness uh, but is long suffering to us not willing that any should perish uh, but that all should come uh, to repentance I'm thankful this morning that God is a long suffering God he, he is long suffering I'm glad he was long suffering with me when I was out in sin. He could have called me. He could have called my name and God could have died and went to hell and just and right in doing so. But I'm thankful that He was long suffering and His grace and mercy called me one day out of the pit and the mire that I was in and He saved me by His marvelous grace. It's not God's will that you would die and go to a devil's hell. But I want to say this morning it's His will that none should perish but all should come to repent but I want to say this morning, not everybody will go to hell like Hollywood makes it out to be. Not everybody goes to heaven. But the Bible tells us, and Jesus teached it, taught it to us, that many, many would go to hell. That notice here, at the place of hell. It is a place this morning prepared for the devil and his angels. Notice this morning once again that it is a real place with real fire for real people. Hell is a place of damnation. Hell is a place of punishment. Hell is a place of judgment. We can see that it is a place of damnation. It is a place of outer darkness. The Bible says in Matthew chapter number 22 and verse number 13 uh, the Bible uh, says this it tells us uh, that 
we can see in verse number 13 of Matthew chapter 22, and then said the king to his servants, bind him uh, hand and foot and take him away and cast him uh, to outer darkness. Uh, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We can see that hell uh, tells us in the word of God uh, that it is a place of outer darkness. If you're scared of the dark this morning, you don't want to go to a place called hell. If you're scared of darkness, you won't want to go to hell. If you're scared of strangers, you don't want to go to hell. If you're scared of the devil, you don't want to go to hell because he'll be your neighbor. If you're scared of all the adulterers, if you're scared of the murderers, you don't want to go to hell because they'll be your neighbor in a place of hell. In outer darkness, prepared for the devils and his angels. But notice here in Matthew chapter 22 verse 13 uh, that God uh, is not binding uh, the devil. That God is not binding the angels. But he's binding an individual. He's binding them with with their hands and their feet. And the Bible said that he's casting them into the lake of fire. You say God a loving God won't cast nobody to hell. Yes he will. He is a God of love. God of mercy, but He is a God that's holy and cannot look upon sin. Today's the day of salvation. You've only got a few moments, a few amount of time to get right with God. And when He calls your name, and when He calls your number, and when He splits the eastern skies and calls us home, there'll be no chance for you to ever get saved by God's amazing grace. And when you stand before Him one day and you see Him face to face and His glory shining all around us and he looks at you and he sees the sin in your life that ain't covered by the blood you'll hear those words that depart from me I never knew him ye that work iniquity and then uh, God will bind you and he'll cast you into a place of outer darkness uh, where you'll be forever and for all of eternity in a place of damnation and a place of fire and burning for the sin of your life notice here that it is a place of outer darkness. Not only that, the Bible tells us and God teaches us about this place. More do you find in the Word of God does Jesus Christ teach about a place called hell, about a place of damnation, more than He does about a place called paradise. And church, that ought to be what we tell our loved ones today. More than about a place called heaven, but more so about a place called hell. That yeah, heaven's sweet, hell's hot. And if you don't get right, you're going to burn for all of eternity. You may have fun running dope. You may have fun drinking liquor, but I want to tell you, you'll not have fun smoking dope in hell. You'll not have fun drinking liquor in hell, but you'll be burning for all of eternity. The hairs of your hair will be stenched. Your fingers will be burnt. You'll be burning and being in pain in every inch of your body. Hell's no party, but it is real. You'll not party. You take a lighter and stick it to your finger and tell me how you want to party in hell. We've got an oven there at the shop, 400 degrees, that we bake the powder on our parts. And when the summertime, when it's 100 degrees, it's all you can do physically to walk in the back of that oven and to pull those parts out. But I want to tell you, hell's a lot hotter than that. Hell's a lot hotter than that. Jesus taught us that it is a place of outer darkness. 
But not only that, that it is a furnace of fire. Notice here what the Bible says in the Gospel of Matthew chapter number 13. Uh, this morning, Matthew chapter number 13, verse 42, the Bible said, And shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This ain't no fairy tale that we're talking about, but it is a real place that came out of the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ. That it is a place of outer darkness. A place of a furnace of fire. Notice here at this morning the truth about this place called hell. That the Bible tells us that it is a real place with real fire. And I want to tell you this morning church, well prove it to me preacher. Prove it that it is a real place with real fire. A real fire has to have real smoke. Have you ever seen a house burn? You ever burn any wood out behind your house? If there's any fire, there's going to be smoke on that fire. And in this fire in hell, there is smoke. Revelation chapter number 9, verse number 2, the Bible says, And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. Matthew chapter number 13 verse 42. And shall cast them into a furnace of fire. At Revelation 19 verse 2. And he opened the bottomless pit. And there arose a great smoke of the pit. As the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. A real place with real fire with real smoke. Notice here in the Word of God, He taught much about it. It is a place of damnation. Not only that, it's a place of judgment, but it is a place, place of gates. A place of gates. You remember what Jesus told Peter when he looked at Peter, but whom say ye that I am? Peter said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus looked at him and said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto ye, but my Father which is in heaven. And he looked at Peter and he said, Upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hell's a place of gates. Once you get in, there's no getting out. The devil had the keys of, the, of hell. The devil had the keys of this uh, place called hell. But when Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross, He went into the lower parts of the earth. And you remember in Matthew, or Luke chapter number 16, the Bible said there was a, a rich man and a beggar named Lazarus, and Lazarus died, and the rich man died. And the Bible said and, uh, the rich man went into Abraham's bosom, or uh, 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 the beggar went into Abraham's bosom. That is the, uh, the, 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 the paradise side of hell in those days uh, before Jesus Christ was resurrected from the grave. Everybody went into the lower parts of the earth. Uh, it don't matter if they 
was a saint or if they was lost, uh, when they died, they went into the lower parts of the earth. Uh, but in Luke chapter 16, uh, the man, the, uh, the beggar, uh, Lazarus, he went into the paradise side of hell. And the rich man went into the torment side of hell. Uh, but when Jesus died on Calvary's cross, when he was buried, the Bible said in Ephesians, uh, when he that increased must first decrease, he went into the lower parts of hell, into that, uh, into that uh, paradise side of hell. And he took the uh, keys of hell, death, and the grave. And the Bible tells us this morning in the book of Revelation chapter uh, number 1, verse 18, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, am alive forevermore, and have the keys of hell and of death. If God's going to cast them into hell, God's going to keep them in hell because He's the only one that has the keys to the gates of hell. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a place of damnation. But not only that, it is a place of separation. You'll never inhale be in the presence of God ever again. You'll be separated from the presence of God. The Bible uh, teaches us that it is a place of outer darkness, a place of a furnace of fire. It's a place of separation. The rich man in Luke chapter 16, he was separated from Lazarus. Remember, he said, send Lazarus that he may dip his finger in a, in a tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I'm tormented in this flame. And Abraham looked at him and said, between you and, between Lazarus and you is a great gulf fix that is separating you up between the paradise side of hell and the tormented side of hell. You know what that great gulf fix was? The cross of Calvary. You know what's going to separate us, uh, those that are saved this morning, uh, from the torment of hell? It is only the cross of Calvary that's going to separate us. But notice, here's a place of separation. There's hope today for you to get saved by God's grace. But in hell, there's no hope. There's help for you today at the house of God. But in hell, there'll be no help. There's love for you today at the house of God. But in hell, there'll be no love. The devil don't love you. He never loved anybody. He just assumed for all of us to go to hell this morning. If I was going to hell, I wouldn't want to go by myself either. He's trying to get everybody. He can go to hell with him. It's a place of separation. But not only that, we looked at the place of hell it is a place of damnation, a place of separation. But let's look at the punishment of hell. Once you go to hell, it ain't over with. It's just begin. But once you go to hell, let me tell you, this church, this morning, I believe in eternity. All of us that are saved by God's grace in the house of God this morning... When we die, what did Jesus say? For God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Those of us that are saved will have everlasting life in heaven. But those that die outside of the grace of God, they'll have everlasting life in a place called hell, in a place of punishment. This punishment is eternal. 
Notice here about this place. About this place. It is a place of punishment. Everlasting torment. The Bible tells us we can flip over to Luke chapter number 16 this morning. If you will. In verse number 24. The Bible says uh, here. And he cried and said, Father Abraham have mercy on me and send Lazarus. That he may dip the tip of his finger in water. And cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. Notice here in our text that it is a place of punishment. Tormented for eternity. Today, as we speak, 2018, this rich man is still being tormented in a place called hell. That word tormented in the Greek, means to grieve or to sorrow. Now that word grieve there in the Noah Webster's Dictionary means this, to feel pain of mind, of heart, to sorrow, and to mourn. Have you ever had pain in your mind? done something that you regretted and it bothers your mind. He is tormented in his mind. You better believe this morning, church, that he remembers everything that he did on this earth. He remember every time he saw Lazarus and he gave him a little bit of crumbs to eat. He remembers every time Lazarus told him about the Lord Jesus Christ and he pushed him away. And now in hell this morning as we speak, he is tormented of his mind. And just like everybody that we know that died and went to hell, their minds tormented. Let me say this this morning. If this man had a chance right now to come back and make it right, he would. You may think you're big living the life you're living now. We'll see how big you are when you face the devil burning with a flame of fire. Notice here, he said, I'm tormented in this flame. That in the Greek means a blaze. He was burning in that furnace of fire. He was burning in outer darkness. He was hearing the weeping and the gnashing of teeth. Can you just imagine this morning, I know we got young people, and I'm not ashamed of at all of preaching this message. You know what our young people need to hear? They need to hear a blistering message about a place called hell. Because if they don't get their lives straightened up, that's where they're headed. As long as everybody in here, if you don't get your life straight, you're headed straight down the road of hell. And it's no game. But it's real. He is tormented in his mind. Not only that, his heart. His heart's tormented. Don't you think he feels sorry for himself? I'd have gave everything. Lord, you could have had the palace. Lord, you could have had all that good food I was eating. I just want you now. 
I just want you, God. I don't want nothing else. I'm tired of burning. I'm tired of thirsting. God, will you save me? God, have mercy on me. I want to tell you, there's no mercy in a place called hell. God will never answer your prayer in a place called hell. But if you come to this altar today, there's mercy to be found at an old-fashioned altar. There's a prayer to be heard at an old-fashioned altar. But when you get to this place, when you die, and you get cast into hell, there'll never be a prayer to be answered. There'll never be a prayer to be heard. There's no mercy in hell but you'll burn not just for a few moments but for eternity he was tormented everlasting torment but hell's a place of punishment of everlasting punishment numerous of times we've read already this morning that it is a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth Have you ever hit your thumb with a hammer before? And if you want to be all spiritual, you'll grit your teeth and take the pain. You'll grit your teeth because of how it is throbbing. The Bible said hell is a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. That weeping there, it means wailing. There'll be wailing and gnashing of teeth. That word wailing there's weeping and the wail aloud. I believe heaven's going to be loud because all the worshiping that'll be done. I believe it's going to be loud. But I believe hell's going to be loud too. All the people that are wailing crying aloud, screaming at the top of their lungs, and gnashing of teeth. You know what that word means there, gnashing? Pain. Pain. In pain. This man in Luke chapter 16, he's in pain physically. He's in pain mentally. No help for him. There's no hope for him. Place of punishment. Eternal punishment. No end. Ever ceasing. Forever and forever more than our mind can imagine as will be in heaven those that are saved, but those that are lost, they'll spend eternity in hell. But notice here, the place of hell, the punishment of hell, but the people of hell. You believe, preacher, there'll be people in hell? Yeah. In Luke chapter 16, a person's in hell. And if we're all honest with ourselves, we probably all know somebody that has died and went to hell. And if we're honest with ourselves, we know somebody right now that if they were to die, they're going to go to hell because they're not right with God. But the people in hell, I can just think about when we get to heaven, those of us that are saved by God's amazing grace, the people up there. 
Can you imagine seeing like King David and just asking him, David, how was it when you picked up that little stone and put it in that little slingshot of yours and faced that old big giant? How was it, David? Or when you walk up to Job and say, Job, man, how was it to suffer like that? How was it to see God's hand of grace and mercy move in your life? Job, how did you make it loosen uh, your children? How was it, Job? Or when we see Noah. Noah, man, how was it working on that ark? When we get over there and we see the Apostle Paul. Paul, you was running, wasn't you? And he looks at us and said, yeah, I was running just like you was. Until the God of heaven knocked me off my horse and saved me by his marvelous grace. But what's it going to be like when we see Jesus there sitting on the throne and our knees buckle and we worship the God of heaven that made it possible for us to have life and life everlasting? Have you imagined that if you're saved? But then my mind begins to wonder about those that are lost. And those that hell is going to be their home for eternity. I'm thinking about the people that they may see in hell. Notice here what the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter number 21 this morning. Revelation chapter number 21 verse number 8. We can see the people that's going to be in hell. And notice here it says, but the fearful... The unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, the liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. The second death. What is the second death? The second death, everybody that dies right now that does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior is in hell. But at the great white throne judgment in Revelation chapter number uh, 20, I believe it is, Revelation uh, chapter number 20, verse 11, that is the great white throne judgment. And the Bible says this, And I saw the great white throne judgment, and he that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heavens fled and, and the, away, and there was no place felt for them. And notice, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. Notice here, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to their works. That is the second death, when everybody that is in hell is brought back up to be judged at the great white throne judgment in Revelation chapter 20. And notice here, this is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life were cast into the lake of fire. And in the lake of fire, that is where they're going to burn and suffer forever and forever for all of eternity. That is the second death. Don't never think that but in hell and the great white throne judgment and the second death where they'll be cast in the lake of fire for all of eternity up between the, uh, them being brought back up to hell up between them being standing before the great white throne judgment and they're cast back into hell there's never a chance for them to get it right after they die without the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Never again. When they stand in front of God at the great white throne judgment there's no hope for them to get saved. 
Their punishment's already been planned out. They're going to burn in the lake of fire. The people in hell, murderers. When we built our house over there in, in Coolidge Springs on 3031 Fairfield Road, nobody was there. By God's grace, we had 15 acres that, that God allowed us to build a house on. It wasn't in a community. My grandma lived in front of me. She didn't pass on, but my great uncle lived in front of me. There was no house beside me except on one side there was an old elderly lady lived in that house. And then my sister, uh, her and Eric, we uh, sold them and let them uh, build them a house uh, a couple of acres down below us. But I knew them. I knew Eric wasn't a drunk. I knew my sister wasn't a whoremonger. I knew him. And I was all right with them building a house right there to be my neighbors. To be my neighbors and my wife's neighbors and my boy's neighbors. Whenever a man buys a house or builds a house, he looks at his surroundings. You're not going to buy a house in a dope-infested community if you're saved by God's grace. You don't want that. But when a man dies and goes to hell, I don't care how good he thinks he is, if he don't know Jesus Christ, you know who's going to be his neighbor? The murderers. You know who's going to be his neighbor? The fearful, the unbelieving, the idolaters, uh, uh, those sorcerers, the witchcraft people, those uh, guys and, and, and uh, women that think they're witches and wizards. That's going to be their neighbors in hell. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter number 7, verse 13, the road to hell. You know there's a road to hell? The Bible says this in Matthew chapter number 7, verse number 13. Enter you in at the straight gate. Now here's the, here's the road to hell. For wide is the gate and broad is the way. It's a wide road. It's a big road uh, uh, that leadeth into destruction. That road leads to destruction. And many, not just few, many, there will be which go in thereat. We looked at the place of hell, the punishment of hell, the, uh, the people of hell. But are you thankful this morning in the Word of God that there's preaching about hell? You know why I'm not going to hell today? It's only by God's grace. But faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But God allowed me, God took the blinders off of my ears and opened my eyes and let some old man of God uh, preach to this boy about a place called hell and about a place called heaven. And the only way that I can get from one to the other is through the cross of Calvary. Are you thankful this morning, the preacher of all preachers? I'm not talking about Charles Spurgeon, uh, but I'm talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, the preacher of all preachers. He preached about a place called 
called hell where we might have a chance not to go because of his love and his mercy that he shed on for us on Calvary's cross and it's only by the blood of Jesus I must go through the blood to get saved by God's amazing grace and that's the only way you're not going to go to hell this morning good works ain't going to keep you out coming to church ain't going to keep you out being a deacon paying your tithes ain't going to keep you out the only place or the only way that's going to keep you out of a place called hell is being saved by God's amazing grace and partaking of that blood in which he shed on Calvary's cross that's the only way you can do it you can't ride mom and daddy's coattail in you can't tiptoe through the back gates of heaven but you'll only go through through one gate and that is the Lord Jesus Christ you can only go through him it is the straight and narrow path how narrow is it preacher how small is it it's this small right here the only way you're going to go to heaven is walking a thin line and that is through the word of God you can go the wide way if you want to but you'll drop off into destruction you can tiptoe around the boundaries of heaven but you'll still burn in the lake of fire you must go the straight and narrow path you must walk the yellow line on the road and not straight to the one side or to the left but you must go the way of the Lord Jesus Christ and him only and be saved by God's amazing grace 